Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017 TheHammer.com. Uh, on over to the Hammerhead Hotline we go. Corey Ross, a good buddy here from ISC Purdue, uh, is on the line here. A uh, big Saturday matchup for Purdue against Penn State. And, and Corey, it's been a, it feels like it's been a really long week here. I mean, Purdue loses on Monday, game that leaves a real bad taste in your mouth. But on top of that, you see how well the underdogs have done this week in the Big Ten. And uh, you start to ask yourself, okay, what's going on? Because, you know, these guys are able to put it together. Why aren't we? It's just, it's been the longest week, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. You know, uh, that game on Monday was not what you expect to see from Purdue, even though kind of going into the game, you kind of saw it coming, you know, with it being a winter break game, no paint crew there. This is has all of all of the signs of Rick Mountnight back in, what was that, <sighs> Yeah, no, um, we don't talk about that on this show, man. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> we do not talk about Rick Rick Mountainite, <laughs> Roll of Fight Club. Um, but yeah, that it it just seemed like Purdue was kind of out of sorts. I pulled up some stats. Purdue uh, in the first half, it seemed like they offensively they got away from their identity. They got outscored in the paint. Uh, was it uh, eighteen to four in the first half against Wisconsin? You know. That's a clear sign that Purdue's just totally out of sync offensively uh, to me because that's Purdue's bread and butter is pounding it inside to, to Williams and Edie. And, you know, credit to Wisconsin because that's what Wisconsin does. Uh, they gum you up on gum you up at what you're trying to do. And, you know, they're going to have to face that again this week uh, with, with Penn State. You know, Micah Shrewsbury coming from Purdue, he's going to know Purdue better than probably any other coach in the Big Ten for this season. And, you know, he's going to know what, what aggravates each individual guy, and he's probably going to exploit it. And, you know, you say it's a long week for Purdue, but it's also been a long week for, uh, for Penn State. This is going to be their third game uh, in seven days. They had a win at, uh, win, big win against Indiana on Sunday, and then they yep. went to Northwestern, who's not so bad, uh, on Wednesday here and uh, came out with a win. So, you know, it's, it's going to be about Purdue returning back to its identity. See, I, I thought I, I – I know I wasn't the only one. I know a few former players are bringing this up. This doesn't feel like an outlier game to me, the Wisconsin one. I go back to that Nickel State game, and they gave up 90 to Nickel State. And I was worried after that game. I said – people were like, just relax. You know, we won by 14. We put over 100. Who cares? I'm like, I do. You should not be giving up 90-plus points to Nickel State. I felt like it was only a matter of time before they were going to sleepwalk through a game and – you know, clearly it was that Wisconsin game. Now you got to have a, a wake-up call a, a, in Bryce Jordan Center, where you know all your fun and focus as a basketball player go to die. It's like a black hole uh, going mm-hmm. in there and, and, and playing. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely worried going into tomorrow's game. Yeah, um, you know, like you said, they, it, it did really feel like they slept walked through it. Rachel Davis, I think, called it a casual performance, and that's kind of really what it was. Is they, especially on defense, right? You talked about giving up ninety points against Nickel State. Um, you know, Purdue was ball watching, uh, getting burnt on the back end of rotation, and just not coming off screens uh, hard enough. And you know, they got burnt and. You're talking about a trend. Purdue's given up a ton of points to opposing teams' leading scores, and uh, Purdue just doesn't seem to have it 
put together at all, frankly, defensively. We, we know they're an extremely talented group, especially on offense, but it just seems like the defense has, has just almost collapsed, been in a slow collapse over the last, you know, three, four weeks here. Uh, but I, I think, you know, this is one of those, these are one of those times when you, you rely on Painter as a coach who's been here, you know, for forever. And you, you got to trust that he's going to come in and diagnose it, which we've seen. We've heard about it this week in press that, uh, you know, that he sees what's going on and they just got to fix it. And they got to come out, they got to come out just more engaged and playing tough physical basketball. Uh, I think Painter called it uh, cute earlier this week, getting a little too cute. And that's really, really, Purdue's just got to, batten down and and play you know play hard like they're they're supposed to you know that's what that's what the the big sign says over the tunnel it's time to play hard and it it just did not seem like it on monday like they were really playing hard and i i said to the guys that i write with i said is it is it time to take down the sign that says defense lives here you know with with that kind of a performance and it's like you know they they've I, I think they're on the right track in that they're going to bounce back from it and they they really know what it is and you just got to rely on Painter to, to get the guys ready and lined up ready to go because, you know, one time that happens, you know, where you put out a poor defensive performance like that, that's on the players. If it happens again, you know, that, then that's on Painter. You know, we see people coming out of the woodwork anytime Purdue has a loss or a bad performance, they're saying fire Painter, fire Painter. You know, it's nonsense. You you got to trust the guy. There's a reason your program's in the position it is now, and where it's going in the future. So, uh, you know, they just got to come out and with that play hard mentality tomorrow. Um, but you know, like you said, uh, Bryce Jordan Center is the, the mausoleum for a reason. Uh, so it's going to be tough. There's probably not going to be a ton of folks there, um, but they're going to have to play hard for for themselves and for for the for the name on the front of the jersey this week. We're talking with Corey Ross from ISC Purdue here on the Hammerhead Hotline as Purdue prepares for Penn State tomorrow. It's a uh, noon tip-off, too. Those are always famously great for Purdue. I mean, there's just there's so many red flags for me going into this game. Yeah. I absolutely I, I, I hate it so much. One thing that Matt Painter does like to do after a loss is change up that starting lineup a bit. Uh, is there going to be a change you think tomorrow? And if there is a change, what do you think he would do? Um, I, I, I don't know if I see there being a change to the starting lineup per se, you know, uh, Jaden Ivey only played about nine minutes or so in the first half. So in, in the game against Wisconsin. So I don't know if it was, if it was just something that painter was seeing on defense, but I, I would not be surprised to see him to see him you know even frankly go go completely different lineup start everyone you know that was coming off the bench and just mix things up and frankly having a competition all week like you said it's been a long week they've definitely had some time to digest and get practices in uh, you know Edie had a tremendous performance especially in the second half. Um, I could see him potentially getting getting the start, um, but you know it, it's tough to say because frankly, no one was really playing great defense uh, last week uh, on Monday. So it, 
it, it could be anyone. You could see Eric Hunter out there starting. Uh, you could you could see Brandon Newman getting a start, even though he's been struggling a little bit. If he's if he's shown it in practice, this is definitely one of those weeks where if someone if someone's news in the starting lineup, it's probably because they proved themselves during the week that they're going to work hard for it. Is there anybody in the Big Ten right now you think that's going to be able to? catch up to Michigan State and Illinois. I mean, just watch it. Wisconsin was very good last night, too. I give them that. I'm not sold on Ohio State. I mean, it looks like it's those three teams right there. I don't know that Purdue can get back in there and, and have a chance to to capture uh, the Big Ten with the way that those two – I mean, you know Michigan State's going to be on fire come February. I mean, it's that that's Tom Izzo. But Illinois also looks really, really good right now. Purdue still has to play both those teams, yes, but – uh, I feel like that the shots of them winning the Big Ten have, have dwindled substantially. And I don't know if they can get back up there. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I think Purdue's got a shot to get back up there. I'm never going to count out uh, a painter-led Purdue team uh, the first week in January. You know, this is this has happened before, and they've come back and won the Big Ten. Uh, but but the Big Ten's a bloodbath this year. You know, it, it's maybe not as deep as it has been uh, in recent years, but there are there are quite a few squads out there that can can look to do some damage uh, out there. I, I would not be surprised to see Michigan State and Illinois slip up. I definitely don't think either of them are going to go undefeated in Big Ten play. Uh, but Purdue's, Purdue's, it's, it's a very slim margin, like you said, at this point to, to battle back up there, and they'll obviously have to win all of their matchups against uh, Michigan State and Illinois. But, uh, you know, Rutgers, you know, is a team that I could see knocking off Michigan State or Illinois. I could see Minnesota knocking off uh, uh, Michigan State or Illinois. It, 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 you never know. It's, a, it's never an easy night in the Big Ten, so... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna count the boilers out just yet, but they definitely have some. Uh, they have some ground to make up, and they're gonna need some help from uh, some other some other programs here. Who is the best team in the Big Ten then, as of as of this afternoon? Who do you have as the top team in the Big Ten? I, I would probably say Michigan State right now. I think Illinois, uh, you know a bit more one-dimensional than Michigan State is. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens when Cabello comes back for Illinois. But Michigan State right now just seems like they're really clicking um, right now. So I, I would probably say Michigan State 1, Illinois 2. Uh, if Purdue can get it, get their, get their defense back together and things going, I would probably swap them at 3 right now, even though, you know, they're 1 and 2 in the Big Ten. Uh, and then you know Wisconsin. Wisconsin looks good. They had a pretty convincing win against Iowa yesterday. So um, you know Wisconsin's on a roll, and you know it's it's been long past since uh, since Wisconsin's really been that great of a squad. But you know they've 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 got the guys. They got a senior leader in Brad Davidson and Johnny Davis. You know. Scoring, scoring buckets left and right like we saw on Monday. So you never know with the Big Ten. Is Davidson the most hateable guy in the Big Ten? And like for, is he more hateable than Aaron Kraft was? Uh, I mean, the the guys who have been there for forever, they just build up year after year. But, Bohannon. You know, Davis, <laughs> but yeah, Davidson especially, though, with with all the, the charges, the flopping, the uh, errant hands to the groin area, you oh, know, yeah. all that. Um, it, 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 he definitely he definitely embraces the villain role. That's for sure. So uh, I say, as of right now, yes. Uh, ask me in a couple of weeks; I might have a different answer. 
In hockey, we call those guys pesky. That's a nice way of putting it. Like, they're kind of jerks. Nobody really likes them, and that's what they're supposed to do. But uh, there you go. That is uh, Brad Davidson. Corey Ross from ISC Purdue, uh, a great follow. Make sure you follow him on Twitter as well, and uh, he'll keep you in the loop with all this uh, Purdue basketball talk going on. There's a lot of football stuff still going on as well as they hunt for another co-defensive coordinator. So uh, Corey does a great job of covering all of it. Corey, always a pleasure talking with you, my friend Boiler Up. Thanks, Jared.